everyone, welcome to In Real Lore. Today, I have a special guest that's gonna be going over some questions that she has that's burning in her mind um, about what I do. And it is my mother-in-law. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is um, going to be an interesting topic. I know nothing about Warhammer, but when I saw that Nick is uh, playing with these little toys, I wanted to know more about it. Um, I want to know what is Warhammer. So I thought, you know what, this would be really interesting for me to actually start learning as a novice, like person who doesn't know anything about this stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Stoneham's got into it on her own, kind of like a uh, range. And now Bubbly is or here. forced into it. Yes. <laughs> So it was her idea to do everything yeah. here, so to do the setup. So yes. she can't. She has no one to blame but herself. Oh, great. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna. This is more or less gonna be just her asking me questions. I'm gonna answer. Mm. I have not nothing planned. I have no script. I have nothing. So bubbly, what is your first question for me? Okay, I don't have anything planned, but I'm interested. What is Warhammer? I've been hearing about this. I've been looking at the videos. I understand them. So I thought, you know what? Let's start at the basic. <laughs> what is Warhammer? So the easiest thing is that Warhammer is a tabletop game that was made in mm -hmm. the 1980s. So okay. it was originally made by Games Workshop in the UK out of uh, Nottingham mm -hmm. in in the UK. But uh, they were generally making a game that they wanted to do in this in a science fiction setting and they were just kind of taking inspiration from various different places and the first edition called rogue trader was just some a bunch of like uh captains on ships that were going out into different solar systems getting trading done and all that kind of stuff piracy uh over time it has expanded um from just the tabletop aspect of it the game to have stories written about it, about the general universe. There have been multiple different games made of the tabletop, but then also video games. Uh, there's been animations. There's been other things that have taken inspiration for it. But it's generally, it is a hodgepodge of very grim horror style science fiction. Okay. So... Are there books on this as well now? Like from what I'm looking at, it's like a world of its own somehow. Yeah, there is a lot of books. So okay. you have uh, stories from the, the main universe is set in 40,000 millennium. So it's... Oh, that's what 40K means. Exactly. Okay. So it's in the 41st millennium. So like M40, it, it, the way they do dates, it's like M is millennium 40. Um, and... Yeah, 40,000 years in the future. You have 10,000 years in the future or be before okay. that, which has, uh, it's called the Horus Heresy era and the Great Crusade. There is like, I think, um, 20 books just for the Horus Heresy. There is okay. about 10 to 20 books for just the time period before that. There are hundreds of books in the era of the time of like the 40,000 time frame and there's stories from everything in between as well of that those two time frames those two are the two main ones for stories so this is forty thousand years in the future correct yeah okay so are there any humans at that time or is it just these characters that i'm looking at <laughs> yes so Curious. humans are the main the main pro kind of protagonists uh the running joke is that there are no good guys in 40k okay uh because the main group is the imperium of man it is an ultra-religious uh, fascist regime that controls most of the galaxy okay. under the banner of someone called the God Emperor of Mankind. 
So this 40K, is it on Earth or is it happening out in the different planets and the space or like... So there, there's lots of stories that are told across the galaxy. <laughs> there's... It's, Earth still exists. So okay. Earth is still like the center of the Imperium and is instead just called Terra. And okay. it's the center of the religion. So the God Emperor himself is entombed on Terra itself. And... Terra has just become a giant city, essentially, with okay. hundreds of billions of people who live on it. There's no oceans left anymore. It was ravaged okay. by war in the far-flung past, but Terra exists. Earth still exists, and humanity has just grown out from Earth to be across the entire galaxy. So it probably looks like one of those uh, old sci-fi movies we've seen where everything's gone gray and dark because of fighting and stuff on Earth. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So getting up to the time of like 40,000 humanity spread itself out across the galaxy. Okay. Um, like 10,000 to 20,000 years into the future, we started spreading out and sending generational ships. Um, we had such high technology that we could create black holes out of nowhere. We could do superimpositions of like two ships on this, like the same ship, but one second in the future and explode it. Make, Micro- similar to Star Trek in a way or like a lot more technology and a lot more power of full okay. technology but the entire point of 40k is that we reach this height this like golden age and even though we hit that golden age we have declined everything is decline declined in population or in just like civilization so okay major things happened that caused the worlds to kind of start rioting, destroy themselves, and all the technology that we once had is now lost. Everything is, we thought that we had from the prosperity of technology and progress is meaningless because knowledge is just lost. Wow. Sounds like a history book I'm reading or something about a different world. (laughs) It does seem like a world of its own. Like it's interesting. It it, it is because there's... You have, of course, humanity, we have that um, that background in history mm-hmm. of where we were at, but there's also background in history of other different um, species that do exist because it's not just humanity that exists. There are other species that, let me just put it this way. It's kind of like they went Lord of the Rings and just stole a bunch of stuff and then okay. threw it into space. Got so it. you have space elves. Okay. You have space orcs. So these are what these little characters are. Yes, some of them are okay. going to be this one. So this one is, uh, in particular, this is the faction that Sonam decided she wanted to try and uh, build and paint. This is the Sisters of Battle. So these are... These are human. Okay. Yeah. So Sisters of Battle, is that a group? What is like? What the, is that? So they are a group see this thing. within... Yeah. <laughs> I need to look at this. Get the glasses out. Yes. Over 40 syndrome, okay? Yep. Um, yeah, so those are, they're humans, but they are part of a religious faction okay. dedicated specifically to the religion of the empire, of the god mm. emperor, essentially. So these girls in particular are, the, the joke is they're nuns with guns because okay. they're raised like nuns. They do hymns, they they praise, they believe they're super pious and they go into battle and they sing about how the emperor will protect them and they just murder anything that's not human. Oh, okay. So they're not nuns in the traditional sense. They're on the one side. Okay. So they're all trained in weaponry. 
They have weapons that like all of them are trained in this oh, or they yes. just Oh, hundred percent. So they have different um the different factions. So mm -hmm. they're called orders. Um there okay. are there are of course the hospitalers, which are like they go out and they do charity, they do medicine, they treat the the wounded and they try and oh. heal the sick. But then they have the militant faction. And these are women that have been trained since they were kids. Uh, most of them are, they're orphans of war. And they are trained in weaponry, in religion, and everything's from when they were born. So these are all like Olympic level, like, like strength okay. women. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now are there different teams or groups or like just like we have on earth like they're different religions kind uh, of when it comes to to humanity there is only the one right okay. there's only in like 40, the one years, in the right? 40,000 years not today this, not today no. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah today we have tons of them no. so in 40,000 years you just end up with one religion exactly because okay. the the emperor at one point um in 10,000 and 30,000 years from now uh, he had decided that he wanted to reunite humanity. Humanity had been scattered across the stars. Okay. He had fought a unification war on Earth and he had reconquered it because it had turned into... Have you ever seen the movie Mad Max? No, I can't recall. <laughs> Probably have. But like I with Tom Hardy? It. I can't recall it right now. Uh, I may have seen it, but I just can't recall it right now. Yeah, so every like Earth had just become like a desert and he there was just barbarians that were everywhere. Mm -hmm. Techno-barbarians. He conquered Earth and then he reconquered everything. So there is only really for humanity that one faction now because he had just gone out and taken over everything again. Yeah, I may have seen it because I love Star Trek and all of these Star Wars movies. Oh, so love, big, I don't know why you I'm haven't big, seen Mad Max. You know what? I'm going to actually because, find it, look for it, and see if I've seen it. Yeah. It's possible I've seen it. I just can't remember. Because it. it's Mel Gibson. Uh, the original yeah. ones were in the 80s and they were Mel Gibson. Yeah. I, if Sonam has. You know, pull them out from somewhere, showing them to me. I've seen it. I mean, I haven't seen the originals, but yeah. Fury Road, which is the one that came out four, five, oh God, what is time? Five years ago, I think. Okay. Um, that was with Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron. That's her name. Yep. Um, I... Yeah. We'll find it. You'll find it. But either way, okay. it's like everything was kind of scrappy and like, you know, you were just scrapping things together and okay. making little mini kingdoms. He, Unified. So you but have yeah. one religion. Now there is only one religion because okay. the emperor was like uh, just a pure atheist. He was a rationalist. He thought that okay. we could explain the universe as it was without having to look towards faith or for a god or a deity or anything else. So maybe being stupid here, but was the emperor human or was it one of these uh, <laughs> interesting looking uh, things here? So... <laughs> The emperor is a man. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so, so it wasn't a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he described himself as like the epitome of man. He is like the ultimate human. Okay. But he is also something called a psyker. So on top of this being technology and everything, okay. there is also a a side realm called the warp. So when we okay. want to, when you want to travel through and go at light speed, you want to go to another star. Right. You know how like yep. Star Wars, you go to hyperspeed, uh, yep. hyperspace. Yeah. Um, Star Trek, you go to light speed. Like, light speed. You go to light speed. <laughs> yeah. Or like you get a wormhole or something like that. Yeah. In 40K, you will rip a hole in space time and you will go into another dimension called the warp. Okay. And this warp is just a realm of energy 
and but it allows you to travel really fast but because it's energy and it's whatever you bring into it kind of goes into it it's fed by emotions and it is slowly over tens of thousands of years just become hell wow so okay. you go in there and there are literal demonic entities that are trying to like break down the ship to get inside okay but there are people like the emperor himself that can take that energy out of the world and just like pull it down and do things and they literally can do magic i was gonna say do things like i was gonna say magic or do all these strange things that are not within the human power exactly yeah so like you know read someone's mind or they can shoot lightning they can smite an enemy they can mm. Um, do all these different things. The emperor is like an ultimate version of that. So when most people see him, he looks like a 12 foot tall, like gold aura man that's standing before them in full like gold armor. So 12 foot is not a human man as we know today. He's not a human man. So he's a different man. <laughs> but he might be, put a, some people think that he's putting on an illusion because there are people that can see through those and see okay. him as what he really is, which is usually... You know, just an average-sized dude. He might be tens of thousands of years old. It's kind of up in the air. No one's really okay. actually, like, got the real lore behind it. It's kind of... Yeah. So does the emperor rule all of these uh, things as well? No, just the Imperium of Man. So anything that is human okay. is mostly run by... Emperor. By the emperor. What about the rest of them? Like, I, all of these... Yeah, so... For example, like the faction that I particularly play. Uh, yeah, what is, okay, before we talk about that, <laughs> what is a faction? I need to understand what the faction means. Like, okay. What is it? So a faction is either a part of the military of like a different of different groups. Okay. So like you have Imperium of Man and you will have a faction in there being like just the regular guard. So like the regular army. It's like a little group. Kind of like kind a little of group, group okay. or like a major branch. So Got it. Okay, branch. Yeah, yeah think of like sense. you have the U.S. military and you have the Navy, you have the Air yep. Force, uh, Space Force, and then you have the regular army. Okay. Um, but then you might have the French army, which might have a different setup for how got they it. do things. So, so but a, each one's a different faction. Okay, got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So now we can continue yeah. from now that I know what faction is. Let's so, continue. So you do have alien races that exist. Okay. So the faction that I play uh, is an alien race called the Tau. And they are a um, just a, a group of various aliens that have worked together to work towards the greater good. Okay. That's how they work. Uh, in the Imperial, uh, in the Imperium of Man, you have like the Imperial Guard, which is your army. You have Space Marines, which are like special, special military, essentially. Okay. Um, you have the Sisters Adeptus Sororitas, the battle, Sisters of Battle. Um, you have Knights, which are these ones that I have in front of you. Uh, we haven't built them yet. Actually, at I'd some like point. to paint some of these. <laughs> We're going to try and build yeah, these, actually, at some cool. point. I like painting. Um, so these are just like, like I said, they're they're like specialized. So they'll okay. work with the Imperium of Man, but they will mostly do their own orders and they have their own hierarchy of like who's in charge. Okay, so it's still politics in a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a different level. There's yeah. different, there's more politics. Yeah. So now I'm seeing the different sizes of all of these. Do yes. they have any, like, like meaning to that like why some are bigger than the other ones like some are really tiny and i noticed some are it mostly of... just goes up from like this is a normal human 
Okay. And then these ones are just like mechs. So they're not like someone might be like, like piloting and stuff. So like if we pull this one here. What yeah. about this one here, for example? So someone might be inside that one, essentially. It looks like Like the, inside uh, the chest. Yeah, it looks like the Terminator thing. Yeah, yeah. This right. one is not like the official ones that right. come from there, but it's one I 3D printed, but it's supposed to be someone inside of the chest and like curled up, essentially. So it could be a human inside it. Could be a human inside of it. Yeah. It's like the Avatar movie we saw. They had a human yeah. inside there. It looked almost exactly like this. Yeah. Avatar. Okay. I'm thinking the new one it has something sense. very similar. Yeah, yeah, I have like um, my stuff is a little bit different, but yeah, like these ones will have a human like the knight armatures, right? Okay. Um, like if you look at the the sprue, these ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like there will be a human inside this wall. Yeah, I can see the weapons and the shields and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's I, why there's different scales, but right. uh, generally you have like they try and keep it to like oh this is a human, this is a space marine, this is going up. Okay. Um, so. This Sonam side and that's your side? Is no, that... because I have some of Sonam stuff on this side. Oh, okay. I just kind of was tossing things around as Got like, here's, how, here's this, here's that. Like, okay. let's just put it together. So do you also, like, is this all written by one person or now is it? Because there seems to be so much to this, right? Yeah. So many stories, so many things from what I'm looking at. So is this done all by one person or is this now taken over by multiple people at different yeah, this is taken over by a lot of different people. There are okay. some like major voices, but a lot of the original people that started up started mm-hmm. up, it was like four or five people that were just writing some like mm-hmm. background fluff. And then they might have hired like one or two like regular writers to write a couple books and then it's okay. kind of expounded from there. So oh. there are authors like Dan Abnett, uh Aaron Bensky Bowden, mm-hmm. um wow, I can't remember any of the authors' names right now, damn it. Um but they're all, they will specialize in a particular type of story. Got it. Okay. Um, and talk more about that. So like Aaron Dempsey-Bowden is good at writing despicable characters that normally you would hate, but then you're like, hey, that guy's fun. He's flying someone, but he's fun. <laughs> so each of these things have personalities, it seems. It can be, yeah. Right? Because the whole point originally was that you were, it, it, it's a model game. So mm-hmm. you would build your model from from this, the sprue right, essentially okay. and you would paint it and you would be able you as you're painting it of course like you're thinking like okay what's the story of this paint job is this from this particular house mm-hmm. um maybe it's been through a couple battles and i might have, have add some like, battle damage have scars add scars things yep. like that and then when Got you play it. the game as well you'll create stories that go along with how they played so you might be like hey this one character um stuck it out and didn't die this is now like i'm gonna give this character like this model a name and this character is now a badass like so you said character didn't die so how do they die in this thing like is it's just (sighs) So when you play the game in particular, right. uh, you're rolling dice and depending on like weapons, it'll okay. be like, the wi- like it. say for example, uh, the, like ah. some of the video games. Yeah. Like this would have whips and maybe this whips someone and that deals damage to them. Um, and it deals enough damage and you would just take the model like off. The t- That's actually quite neat. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That is interesting. And are these flames up there or what? Do you Those see? are flames. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Wow. Yeah, that, Sonam, and that's a weapon. Sonam painted, uh, I'm going to say like 60% of that one. Okay. Because <laughs> she kind of gave up and was like, I just want this done. 
I like the way you've got different shades and different colors. It actually looks very impressive. Yeah. And it's a very detailed job. I yeah, don't mind so doing that. There's a lot that you can do with like a lot of people spend a lot of time painting them and mm. where it's become the hobby itself or with 40K, there's like three prongs to it, to how okay. you can enter into it. You can either be very much about the models and painting. That was my next thing I was going to ask you. How yeah. did you get into it? <laughs> um, it's kind of been always on my periphery. Like, how did you learn about it? How did you find out about it? Like, how did you get introduced to it? Um, so I've always known people that have been into it. Oh, okay. So either like I, when I was working like hospitality, I would hang out with the cooks and there was a couple cooks that just would chat about it. And I would just hear about like, oh yeah, like the emperor and like his, his sons, like the Primarchs and this, and there's all this. And I was like, oh, okay, that's funny. And then I would know people that would also be kind of talking about it in like jokes, like blood for the blood god skulls for the skull throne. Okay. I've known about these kind of things for like decades, but it's never been like a just jump into it and get into it until like pandemic and Sonam was looking for something to do. So that's where we got our first models where it was just like, we're just going to paint some models. I started painting some and then I kind of went down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. And and I'm kind of traveling with you into the rabbit hole. Exactly. Yeah. But like for me, like that's, it's always been something I've, I've, kind of avoided going in depth of 40k because i knew as soon as i started going in depth of it i was going to go deep because oh yeah i've seen you i because i I, i've always been someone that i've loved going into the background of stories um i like when i played halo as a teenager i didn't just play the game and was like good at the game but i actually like i bought the books i read the lore behind it and i like tried to learn more about the the universe cuz i found it interesting until they screwed it up and yeah, i like just watching the movie but um i'm not into the books really as much <laughs> i'd rather watch a movie that's much quicker <laughs> yeah now i was always interested now see i'm getting pulled in because i heard you talking about it. now i wanted to know what is it that you're doing what is this 40k yeah. so that was one of my key things i wanted to know what it is so when you're talking at least i have some <laughs> kind of a you know in my mind or an image what it is that i'm looking at now at least i know it's kind of a different world yeah. and i just learned it's forty thousand years from now so that's quite interesting yeah and still politics and all of these things that we've seen in these movies transformers and um star trek and um all of these other sci-fi movies which i love i love sci-fi movies yeah so i think once I maybe understand a little bit more, I may be asking you a lot more details. Of course, to that, that, that's, that's the sound, fun. That's yeah. the fun part. And, but yeah, like I was mentioning before, there's also three kind of ways you can get into it. Mm-hmm. For some people, there is the like you do the modeling. So some people might just pick it up and they want to. Okay. Like when you're doing model cars or yeah. anything when you're Did drawing. Those. Yeah. Yeah. You just you grab the sprues, you yeah. clip them out, you build the model, you paint it up, and. You say like, oh, I did a really good job. I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. I made a really, it, it, just getting my mind off of things. Or you do it while listening to an audiobook, or just taking your mind off things. Uh, then there is the the lore aspect of it, which is people that just, they listen to the books or they read the books. They go into the like story of it and try and under, like go through that because there are a lot of books. And depending mm-hmm. on like what kind of books you like, there's a lot out there with it. Are the books like based on characters? Each character has a different book or is it just the entire 40K and 
Like, I'm just trying to figure out what the books are about. Yeah, so it depends. So you do have ones that are more about, like, here's the unfolding story as it's happening in the galaxy, essentially. There are most of the good ones, though, are ones that are very, like, character-focused within the general of the setting. So one of the most well-known and beloved series is, or there's, I'll, I'll say there's three that I'll talk about here. There's one that's called Gaunt's Ghost, and there's about 12 books in this series. Okay. And it is about a regiment in the Imperial Guard that are going through a crusade, like an entire war front mm-hmm. in the galaxy. And it is their stories as they go through them. So you have characters oh. that you follow throughout those books. Um, and then their leader, Gaunt, um, who is their commissar that is leading them and making sure their morale and like trying to win this war essentially how do you remember all of this like like i I can't i I told you like this is something like i this is i grew up with this is something i grew up with so as soon as like i i once it once 40k got its claws in me so we talked about two of them right yeah, yeah. one is by doing the model the second is by just the books and stuff was the third one the third one is the game itself so okay. this is one where you will have your entire army and some people like they do it through the modeling aspect of it like they okay. just slowly build up enough to a point where they have a an army essentially or some people will just like get a bunch of them together like slap a bunch of paint on it to be like all right it's good enough i'm playing with it but the game itself is two armies that are coming against one another um with the current version of the game it's about objectives trying to hold and control points on a board and then also trying to you know not die and trying to take out as much of the enemy as possible so that way you can complete your objectives so is it like a board game as like, you know, we have Monopoly and stuff like what? I'm very just similar. To... Yeah, very similar. So, for example, like this, we had set up at one point to play a miniature version, miniature, miniature. Uh, a smaller scale version of 40K oh, called Kill Team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called Kill Team and it's supposed okay. to be a spec ops team, two spec ops teams that are trying to complete an objective in a small area mm-hmm. um, and you go back and forth with one another. So you like you move one model, your enemy will move a model on their side. You'll fight, do all these things. And you'll see this is about the size of the board where we have the black tape here. Okay. And that's how we kind of set it up. And we have terrain and things like that. Uh, you roll dice. I was going to say, yeah. How do you make moves though? Yeah. So either your model has a particular movement set that you'll use to like move up. So it's like, okay. it's going to move three inches or four inches and how do you know that um it comes in like data sheets so you ah. have like entire so each one of these for example this is part of your army for example right this yeah. little thing yeah so it has a data sheet that tells you what it is what the exactly. capabilities are what weapons there are yeah so it's a lot to oh. remember so this is something i did for sonam oh. yeah. uh so example like this would be for this model so this has wow. all the data that would be particular for that model okay. on uh, in the Kill Team game. So do you have to memorize all of this or do you have a reference somewhere? Because you have like this reference. So I gave these like cue cards to Sonam so that okay. way she'd be able to like say like, okay, I want to move. I'm going to move this much. Uh, I'm going to shoot. I have this many dice to shoot with. And on a three, four, or five, or three, four, five, six, I okay. hit kind of thing. 
okay, I think I need to see a game and uh, <laughs> play because I, I can't visualize it, but I'm seeing that you're rolling a dice yeah. and then each one of these has capabilities, different weapons, and then... It, it is. It can be a lot of memorization. So, like, I play the... can be. Sounds like a lot of memorization. <laughs> sounds so, like a lot of it, yeah. So, I, I play the bigger version of the game. Um, You'd be bored with the smaller version of the game. But no, the smaller version, it's... So... With the smaller version of the game, you have individual models that you're moving around. Okay. With the larger version of the game, you would have a unit of models like that you move almost. on. Yeah, like a squad, individual squad that you would move. Oh, okay. Um, and you'd be doing all the dice. Same thing, it has its data sheets and everything. So you kind of have to remember like um, general rules. So like its strength is this, I'm going to roll against your toughness. Your toughness is this, this is how much I'm going to roll for. And it, it goes back and forth and it is a lot. It's about two and a half hours to play one of the bigger uh, games. I was going to ask how long does it take to play a game on average? I take about three and a half hours because I'm still not that great. <laughs> okay. I find it hard to believe because <laughs> <laughs> listening to you, I, I don't. Oh no, no, yeah. no, I'm not that good. Okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, you'll have construction of your like army. You'll have like, this is how many units I have. This is what this unit does. And like, it has this weapon, that weapon, all that kind of stuff. And there's special rule. It's, it is a lot to like, when you go to the big game, it's a, it takes a while to get into. So it sounds like I'm trying to relate it to something. It sounds like a video game in a way where each character has different powers and stuff, but you have the buttons and they show up, you know, that this character has these powers and you use them. So in this case, it's in models. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, pretty much similar. It's oh. like it's like risk, but with more uh, dice rolling and models. Okay. That's Sounds interesting. I'm getting more interested. This kind of, yeah. <laughs> See, I am getting pulled into this. I got my mother-in-law into it. I got my wife into it. I got my mother-in-law into it. We're what have nerds. I done? What have I done in my life that I, this is what I've come to? <laughs> I've become a nerd. I become, well, I become. was a nerd. I've become. Nerd. I'm becoming more of a nerd. Listen, you, you. If you were here during Christmas, you would have been watching the entire Star Wars marathon with me. Whereas oh, I Sonam, that. I love that. Sonam will not watch it with me. I did that. I watched the entire Star Wars thing. I yeah. did that. Yeah, we yeah. did that. Yeah, just I, yeah. That's I remember, what I grew up with. Yeah, Star, Star Trek. I loved Liam Shatner in it. I watched that. Oh yeah, the original one. Every single one. I loved it. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Yeah, but Deep Space Nine. That's the one I never got into what? because. I had school. I had to study. It was either <laughs> that or study, right? I had to go to school and homework and projects. So I kind of yeah. left that at that time. I was in time. university when I just yeah. flew through all those. Yeah. But I think maybe one day I'll just, you know, start with Star Trek again and then go through, see how it changed over the years. I think that'll be interesting. It really has changed. I haven't watched mm -hmm. any of the new ones yet. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> back oh, on topic. We, we got off topic. Yeah, we're into Star Wars now. That's just okay, how we kind of go. Uh, yeah. Or how I go. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Any other questions that you're like, what do you have for me? What do you have for questions? I I think to really understand it, to concept, I really need to be able to see a few things, right? To do yeah. a few things. Um, but I think I have a better understanding of what I had known before, before I just... Knew about Warhammer. I didn't know what the word even meant. <laughs> now at least I know what 40k means. Yeah. So I, even if that's the only thing I got out of this, that's still a great <laughs> thing. But the factions, you know, now I know what that means when you talk about a faction. I can visualize that. Yeah. But I like to actually paint one of these things as well. I think that'll be fun because I used to paint car models with Sona when she was a kid. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of similar to that. And um, I mean, I, if you want to, right after this, we can. 
can try we that. We can go yeah, for that'll it. Be, yeah, that'll be fun. But so what are all like, so other than the people, these are all the weapons that you guys have? Like, no. So that is for my faction. Uh, oh. That's a, another like unit model person. It's a drone. Oh, it's a drone. Okay. It's, it's just a drone because the faction that I play, um, they are a lot more high technology. They're a younger species. So they're only like 6,000 years old. Okay. In general, versus like, you know, humanity's 40,000 years old. Um, mm. So they have like little drones that go around and help them and are really nice. I'm curious about one thing. You say you yeah. play one faction, right? Yeah. So, so it might be me who doesn't know anything about that. So each person only plays one faction when you play with somebody. Let's just say we are playing together, right? Yeah. So you have a faction that you bring with you. And I guess I would have the same thing. No, you would pick a, you would have your faction that you would be playing. Right. So, uh, for example, a league that I'm playing in, which we just do, ca- it's kind of more casual, but uh, you at the beginning of the league, you would pick what faction you're playing right? and you would stick for with that for the entire league. So every round or game that you play, you're still playing your own faction, Got it. but someone else might be playing something else. So would I have to know everything about your faction to play against you on a game? Or? Not all the time because the the main goal is to have fun, right? So right. the sportsmanship is a big aspect of it is you can be generally like, hey, your like your big gun or your big like, like For example, thing. I have this, right? This is yeah. like part of my faction, right? So I roll a dice or something. I put it somewhere, right? Yeah. And then how, how would you know what the capabilities of my... It's typically pieces. like you would tell me. You would say okay. like, hey, this is just troops. Like, so there, there's some general things that you trust can get base. across. Hmm? There's some trust base in there. There is some trust base. But okay. of course, it's like if you... Some people do try and be like kind of shady about it. But generally, hmm. you don't keep playing with that person. So it's not clear cut. It can be shady as well. Great. It could be, but... A lot of people, especially in communities, are very, very aggressive against that kind of thing where it's like, it's, that's why a lot of the times you play, what you see is what you get. Got so it. like when you see a bunch of troops, you know that they're a bunch of troops. When you see a tank, you know it's going to be a tank. Okay. And the ex- because there's a lot of communication back and forth. So it's like, I am shooting against your tank. What? How tough is it? Oh, it's toughness eight. Okay, cool. I'm going to do this. But at the beginning of the game, a lot of people will tell you, what are the gotchas? What are the things that could happen? Okay. Like, hey, if you move here, there's a high chance I'm going to kill everything that goes there. Because, like, I have this specific ability. I'm letting you know where things are and what they have as an ability. So that way it's not a, Mm -hmm. like, you don't feel bad about things because it is a lot to take in. Yeah, I'm a visual learner, so I need to be able, I think I need to see something in action. Yeah. Uh, or when you maybe play one of your games, I actually will watch the video and see how you guys play. <laughs> or maybe I might be part of one of them. I don't know. Let's see how that goes. But, uh, you know, that sounds quite interesting. Yeah. So it, you, you kind of build it up over time. And I, it's the other thing, too, is because to play a full game, it takes a while to build up your models. You typically are like looking into things as you go along. So you might be like reading up on it because each faction has a codex. So a book that will have rules on it. Wow. OK, we have I forgot to bring them in. I'm but, sure you have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have uh, one for my faction, which is the, they're called the Tau Empire. Okay. And then we have the Adeptus Sororitas one, which is Sonum's. It has 
uh, lore, it has art, it has all this other kind of other stuff, but it has all the rules in the back. So that way you can read and as you're building your army, you might be just reading the codex and being like, oh, so, I can do this in this circumstance. So when you buy one of these characters, mm-hmm. or what, so I guess it comes with the, whatever the facts you don't each character when you buy it. Some of them, yes. Oh, some of them? So the rules change a lot. So you, oh. it's... That's okay. a whole other so mess. So there's no black and white in this thing. No, no. I was thinking, you know, you buy this and then listen, it comes with everything you just, need to know. Just like the morality of this <laughs> entire game or like the entire lore, nothing's black and white. So this <laughs> Everything is, is like dark shades so of gray. So it's always evolving then. It's not like they're oh, yeah. set rules. Those rules are evolving. The rules are constantly evolving. Huh. So right now we're in the ninth edition of the game. So okay. it's been going on since the 1980s. So they changed the rules up. And one faction, they're, they kind of slowly drip out the rules for each faction. Mm-hmm. So they don't release all the books at once. So some factions have just basic rules, but they don't have the rules for ninth edition. They drop that codex and it has a bunch of rules in it that could change how the game plays against everything else because it might be really strong or it might be kind of crap. Um, but then they... When it comes to more competitive games, they change up the rule set every like six months or so. So how missions wow. are played, um, how army is are set up, it's all that. Yeah. So you have to be really passionate about this stuff. Oh, this yeah. is not and, for and, somebody who's not passionate about and people it. People really are, and yeah. I think I'm really like lucky at where where I'm at because we're our area is actually really saturated with a lot of people that like 40k. Like Ontario in general has a lot of people that are oh. very much into uh, 40k. Um, Think about it. I've in, never heard in of Canada, 40K. Actually, in Canada, there is a lot of people that are into 40k because we have mm-hmm. in completely um, in BC. There's a YouTube channel that makes um, they do games. That's all they do is just games. There's mm-hmm. one that's in Niagara region that actually does oh. games. Okay, uh, mini wargaming. Um, there is a podcast out of Ottawa that actually is on competitive games and wow. like the Ottawa competitive scene is really, really big. Okay. Um, the Montreal scene is pretty big as well. Like it's, it's quite a lot. And I think we're lucky where we are in Canada that we have so much. Oh, so first time I heard about it was in the summer, I think this year I saw you with these little things or I heard that Nick has these little toys, but I didn't know what they meant. So now I at least have a better understanding of what these are and what you do in that little room downstairs, what you're painting. Cause I saw so many of these I, things. I think I'm coming out of my little workshop. Yeah. You're coming to the so. room now. <laughs> well, because now you're making us understand what you do. You're not just hiding and painting the little things and, you know, being a little kid. Yeah. There's a, bigger story to this like it's a well, I mean I have my it's a whole new world and... it is and well, I mean my workshop it, yeah my audience doesn't know this yet but I have a workshop and it is literally just like a little hole in the wall beside the garage and I have my 3d printer <laughs> in there and it's like 3d printer the washing clean station and then I have my airbrush yeah. set up in the back back corner and like I'm just like shuffling. It's just enough room for Nick to kind of sideways walk in there. That narrow, yeah. That's his space, yeah. No, I have but... to like heat it up in the pointer so that way <laughs> I can actually yeah. 3D print things. <laughs> have you printed any of these things? Yes. The 3D so printer? Oh. anything that is not uh, Sonam's wow. things. Okay. Uh, all of this is 3D printed. Oh, let me see that. So that's on the printer downstairs. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. All I these thought are... everything is bought. So those ones are bought. No, 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 no. Oh. Those ones are not bought. This, okay. this, all of these, essentially. 
So this is printed on the printer? That's that I 3D printed. This is 3D printer. Wow. So can you buy it as well if you didn't want to print it on your, if you, somebody didn't have a printer? Um, You can get services and stuff. There's quite oh. a few people that actually like rent out time essentially for you to 3D print things if you wanted to. Um, I, I really got into it because the designer that makes these ones in particular, I just love her designs so much that it's actually what kind of really got me fully into it was because I, I got the 3D printer and I was like, this is so yeah. beautiful. I love the design so much. I So I thought you bought all of these. So this is something new that I just learned. No, so no. when you print these, do they come out print looking like this? Not really. It's kind of like uh, off of that. So like if you cut all those pieces off, right. that's how I print them. Well, they, I print them on supports so that way they print appropriately but like i could you just crack them off and you clean them a little bit and then you make these and then you make it with you have to do super glue so with the plastic that uh games workshop uses right. um it's actually you can use uh plastic cement which just melts yeah. it and puts it together that's what i used to use for the that's resin models. and resin doesn't you need super glue <laughs> Okay. See, I was thinking when you told me the 3D printer, I thought it comes out looking like this and just paint it. So sometimes you can get them to print it like that, but it's because it's the limitations <laughs> of how you can print it, yeah, right? Yeah, this is cool. It's this better just to print it in pieces and rebuild it. Yeah, that's a lot of details. Wow. Okay, very yeah, that interesting. One, I'm the most proud of that. So I'm one. getting more and more interested the more and more I hear you talk about it and see things because I'm a visual learner. So this has actually been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we should just start. Building some stuff. We could do that. Let's yeah. build some stuff. Let's go get Sonam and we'll we'll build we'll some build things. It. Yeah, I like um, building stuff. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, again, I somehow got my mother-in-law into things. <laughs> I got roped into it, but you know what? It's I, I think you, you know what? I think I just married correctly. I think that's the appropriate <laughs> thing to think. And you know what? I'm doing my part by learning because Nick's in our family. So you know what? I want to know what he does. And uh, so I can actually have a conversation about this stuff and understand it, not just like, what the hell is this stuff and be lost. So now actually I'm learning a little bit. I don't yeah. have to get into it, but I just want to know enough about what is it that you do and what interests you. So it's been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it you. If you like today, let me know down in the comments uh, and I'll chat about it with you guys. Uh, if you want to have more of this, I'm just going to have to convince her to come up more frequently. Yeah. I don't think that's really going to be too, too difficult. Yeah, he um, just has to make sure that, you know, every few, it's only every few months. He doesn't want to have too much of me there as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, just come on more frequently. I could do you that. get to be with Moji. Yeah, I have nothing else to do. But yeah, subscribe if you want more. Um, check out this video where we go over all the other, you know, weapons of 40k with Sonam and the medical implications of that. And that's it for now. Bye.